Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 598 of the Juicebox Podcast. Did you ever get on a phone call and just chat, not remember why you got on the phone call to begin with, and had a good time, and felt like a good back and forth, a fun time, there were laughs had, etc.? That's this episode. I have no idea how to tell you what this episode is about. But I enjoyed it. It's a good conversation with Jessica, who is the mother of a child with type 1 diabetes. And you're going to listen to it. And when you do, you should remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. And with that, I give you a podcast about nothing. Hey, U.S. residents that have type 1 diabetes or care for someone who does, don't forget t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Head there, fill out the survey. Takes less than 10 minutes. Super simple. Absolutely. What's that word when nobody knows who you are? Anonymous. HIPAA compliant. T1DExchange.org forward slash juicebox. Help people living with type 1 diabetes. Help the show. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Find out more and get started today with the Dexcom CGM at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. I'll spell it for you. Dexcom.com forward slash. I mean, do I really have to spell Dexcom? All right. D-E-X-C-O-M, Dexcom.com, forward slash juice box. Listen to how sultry my voice just got. To say, how to be the cool mom. <laughs> how old are your children? So I have my type one is nine going on 10 next month, and I have a seven-year-old. All right, Jessica, I'm already recording, but I got to tell you, if you're looking for those kids to teach you how to be cool, I think you're in trouble to begin with. Don't Thanks. you? <laughs> I don't know. We're pretty cool. They're pretty cool kids. Okay. You're telling them you got cool parents, right? Doesn't that, yeah. It passes on. I have my other one who just popped in. He was wondering. He's like, can I say hi to Scott too? How many babies did you have? Oh, I only have two. Oh, We're two. done. Well, they can say hi if they want. I don't care. Yeah. You want to say hi to Mr. Scott? All right. Hang on. I'm going to put the headset on him All one right, moment. Sure. Hi, Mr. Scott. Hey, what's your name? My name's John. John, how old are you? Um, nine going on ten July fourteenth. Nice. Are you the one with diabetes? Yes, I am. No kidding. How old were you when you got it? Uh I can't even say. Um, how old am I when I got it? Uh you were seven. Seven when I got it. Do you want us to uh kick your mom out of the room and I'll just interview you instead? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Can she hear me? No, she can't even pass her back. No, look at her like we're talking about her and just smile a little bit to make her feel nervous. Right? Yeah. Like make I'm her... doing it right now. Yeah, good job, man. That's excellent. <laughs> All right. Yeah, put your mom back on, okay? Okay. All right, thanks. Okay. Nice to meet you. Go for me, bud. All right. You weren't talking smack about me, huh? I told him to look hey! at I said, look at your mom and smile like we're talking about her so we can make her nervous. <laughs> he did. Exactly. He's like, I'm doing it. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of ruined it when he told you he was doing it, but it was still good. I, I thought it was uh, delightful. Um, yeah, do you feel good about you, your space? You sound good. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. 
Well, we're already talking, so I mean, just say your name and we'll keep going. Sounds great. Okay. Uh, Jessica, last name's Armstrong, and we're from Northern Virginia. You definitely want your last name in this? Um, do I? Well, <laughs> depending how this goes, how does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're hoping that I'll remember to take it out if you tell me to. <laughs> no, it's fine. Whatever. Cool. Why Excellent. not? So are you from that area originally? No. So I grew up in the, I was a military brat. We were in the Navy. So we grew up overseas. Right now I'm calling from Charleston, South Carolina. So we spend, you know, we come visit family down here, but we live and work in Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're, you have an interesting accent that I can't figure out. <laughs> I like your accent actually. Thank you. I work on it very hard. I believe it. <laughs> I'm unaware of how I sound. I, I, uh, I only know when the emails come and people mock me. Uh, it seems to be playful, but uh, I, was say, yeah. I don't think anyone means any harm. Of no, course, no, no, I don't either. Um, but when when people send you emails and just ask for certain words to be repeated, I, I, I don't think that is friendly. Completely, uh, I think it's funny, but it's okay. No, you just like you, um, you stretch out some words, but it's not northern. No, but I do. I mean, we, so my husband's from upstate New York and we love, you know, the boss, you know, New England is amazing. Oh, you've got that going on. Okay. All right. Uh, I've got it straight now. Excellent. Well, uh, I just spoke to your son. That was John. Yes. And John was seven when he was diagnosed. Yep. At the end of first grade. Wow. What a graduation that might've been. It was. So we knew nothing. We were naive. Um, I would play the dumb card when it came to it. The only thing I knew about, you know, diabetes was I assumed the type two, didn't really know there was a difference. Mm -hmm. um, Googled it the night before, actually. Um, he was just being sluggish and we were having some issues. Your normal, you know, um, we thought playing too much soccer, too much water and just guzzling water, didn't think anything of it. Started Googling and, um, diabetes kept coming up, but I was like, surely not. I mean, we have no family history. Again, didn't know anything about diabetes. And they kept, so I, the next day I took my son to the pediatrician and they're like, uh, it's the flu, nothing serious. And I was like, we need a blood test. I want to do something. And they were like, why? So I said, Hey, this is what's coming up. There's like, you don't have any family history. Do you? I said, no, not that we know of. So we started with a urine test and we were, he's like, you need to go to the emergency room now. Oh, so they went from the flu to you better get to the emergency room. That quick. And we just started spring break. I was planning on taking my kids to the trampoline park. But I was like, hey, let's make a stop here. And called my husband, who was in the Department of Defense at the time, had to break him out of the Pentagon. I said, hey, we got to go pack a bag, trying to keep it cool in the car. You know, I have two kids who yeah. are excited to be on spring break. And now we're checking into the ER. Uh, when we got there. They were surprised he was even walking, more or less conscious is what they told me. Hmm. His blood sugar was 893. Wow. That's a big number. Yeah. And he was still awake and, you know, still able to talk. They, you know, got him on IVs and that's when they started telling us, you know, yeah, he's type one. What? So my husband and I are trying to Google and figure out what does that mean? And that started our adventure. Yeah. No kidding. Could you uh, look back and notice, was he, had he lost weight? We'll see. Okay. So Scott, I think you and I, I love listening to your podcast because I can relate. So I was always a chunky kid. Mm -hmm. So I've been paranoid. Um, you know, we tried not to do, you know, we did sugar, but within limit. Um, but I thought he was always a chunky baby. So he was starting to thin out and I just assumed he was growing. Okay. But yeah, maybe looking back, I personally think he's had it for quite a while. 
And we just didn't, you know, go into DKA or um, this just hit it. Um, but yes, now looking back, I think we could have um, seen it, but I'm thankful that we caught it when we did. Of course. So you probably lived through the honeymoon without knowing he had diabetes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And we even actually went through the honeymoon for quite a while, even afterwards. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I wonder about all the running around at soccer too. Like that must, there must've been a real combination there. Cause if all the exercise didn't help Great. him keep ahead of the number, then it, I mean, obviously it was time to be diagnosed. I, I am fascinated. Um, you know, doctors like to sometimes default to kind of making fun of you for, you know, using what they call Dr. Google, but it turns out yeah. you figured it out. Oh, and I, yeah, for the one time when I even remember it, so we the night again, we were at church talking to a friend who's a nurse. And, you know, now I know, you know, mm-hmm. most, not all nurses know what type one is, but she was like, no, he's not type one. And I think she even thought, you know, like thinking it's a type two, like he doesn't look like it or, you know, and I, so yeah. I think, and we tried to be active. I mean, that's what, you know, and again, trying to burn out kids energy to make them happy, keep mom and dad happy. So yeah, <laughs> make I agree. Them sleepy, not happy. Uh- <laughs> Both. I think it goes together. <laughs> well, all I've learned from these last couple of minutes is that soccer causes type one diabetes. Well, I will also say if you ask my other, so if you ask Sean, he will also blame it on Olive Garden. So we secretly joke that Olive Garden <laughs> caused type one diabetes. We went out a few day, nights before that, before his diagnosis, and he just seemed sluggish. And again, we try, you know, we eat like a normal family, but try to be healthy. And afterwards, he just seemed to tank and was just kind of had trouble keeping up with us. Yeah. And naive, you know, I was, all right. So the the um, unlimited breadsticks and the pasta yes. and then his body just couldn't process any of it and it drug him no. right down. And now I feel like the horrible parent, but yes. Um, so we never eat at Olive Garden again. So we, um, sorry, Olive Garden, but no, I'm not a fan. And it never really was to begin with. And that just kind of <laughs> nailed it for us. Well, I know some Italians that, uh, would, uh, would, I think they would crucify you for going to Olive Garden. If, if they, I agree. If they it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not real Italian. No, not the point. Um, uh, Well, listen, I think the one thing to talk about here is the, you know, people joke about it or say it, you know, tongue in cheek, but I think they mean it, you know, mainly you said, you know, the terrible parent that took somebody to Olive Garden while they had diabetes. I didn't know, but you realize that there's no way for you to know that. And he's alive and he's healthy. And there's, I would never think of that again if I was you. There's, there's just Mm -hmm. no way to, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like taking a wrong turn. You're right. And this, and I think this has helped us. This has been kind of like our tribe of listening to funny stories, listening to you and Arden of you can't hold it. I mean, you take it day by day. I can't place blame. And, you know, trying to explain that to the time at a seven-year-old of, no, you didn't cause it. You didn't do anything. Um, we didn't do anything, but here's what we're going to do to get you on, you know, to keep you as best as we can with the numbers and range. Or, you know, we recently, uh, due to your podcast, got on the Omnipod. So we've been playing the Omnipod game and just learning, but I mean, loving the flexibility and trying to ensure, yes, you still need to bolus for that pancake if you want. Um, I still secretly sometimes cringe, but we're trying to build that independence with him as well of what can you have? Nothing's really technically off limits. I mean, I'm with you. I do see, you know, there is two, two type of people in the type one, you know, the low carb and we try to shoot for the medium middle range and trying to still be, a, you know, and let him enjoy yeah. his childhood, but keep him healthy. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, um, well, you know, if you listen, I don't, I, I don't have thoughts about how people eat. Um, but I, I do know people who eat incredibly heavy carbs 
every day and I hear them talk and I do think like mix a salad in once in a while. Like, what are you doing? You know, like yeah. it's not a, it, you don't have to, like, you don't have to double down on it. I, I think uh, just because you can, doesn't mean you should may, maybe fit sometimes like just because you've learned a bolus for it. Uh, doesn't mean you have to have it every day. You know, it's, it's cool that you know how to cover, uh, you know, honey smacks for, for breakfast, <laughs> but uh, maybe have eggs once in a while. It's not a, we do you know, eggs. Yeah, yeah. I would say definitely probably not honey smacks. I don't know. That's, you know, you're going old school there. I don't think I could do the honey smacks, no, but yes. I, I So I wore a CGM, like it's been like, gosh, it's been like seven months ago now. So that people could watch like my regular blood sugar. I put it up online for a while. Yeah. And I, people were like, eat cereal. And so I got to the store and I'm like, what cereal did I used to like when I was a kid? <laughs> and so I'm looking and they ruined Fruity Pebbles. I don't know what they did to it, but they're not right anymore. So th it was a no to that. And I was like, Honey Smacks, I remember having once that they still seemed like they were so sugary that they they didn't, you couldn't chew them. They just compressed like packing <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> it was disgusting. But as a child, I remember enjoying it. And I liked Corn Pops. So I bought the two of them and mixed them together. I thought if I was going to eat a bowl of cereal, I might as well... Uh, really go for it and it's funny it didn't really touch my blood sugar i had to at have, all no. that's awesome yeah i had to have and you like should a create second. a new cereal yeah and i well please anyone who knows honey smacks and corn pops know they go together but um but i i don't that's a joke i don't imagine anyone has ever tried that before <laughs> Uh, but well, maybe I, now i did eat enough finally to get my blood sugar to go up but i had to have like a second bowl of it and really kind of push it. And still, I think I was only like 160. I think it was one of the, that and pizza. I think I had to eat three or four slices of pizza to get my blood sugar up into the 160s. And then it stuck there for a good, good long time. But um, I, I really had to eat a lot to make my blood sugar go up like that. It was, uh, it was both interesting and a little sad. And you know what I mean? It was a, a weird situation. Next time you need to throw some donuts in there. That seems to be the new we're on vacation mode. Krispy Kreme donuts. I can't eat a donut too much. That seems like a lot of sugar to me. But it is. Yeah. And it's you're not missing anything. Um, so your email was interesting because I you well, not even email. I finally fixed my system so it asks people why they want to be on the show. <laughs> and, and you were like, just to have fun and talk. And I was like, that's is great. <laughs> so hopefully it comes out that way. Yeah. Well, and then I again can relate to you. I, you know, I was at home at the time. I was a stay home mom mm -hmm. living the dream. I worked for the Department of Defense for a little bit. And then my husband, we got married, got got had our first child, John. And then I we you know, daycare being what it is in our area, you know, I decided to stay home and yeah. was living the dream. And um, after John's diagnosis, it was like, oh, so what are we going to do? My husband was looking to get out of the Department of Defense and a teaching job popped up and he's always wanted to be a history teacher. So I said, well, to make this work, I'm going to have to go back to work. Okay. So I picked up, you know, ended up back at the Department of Defense and now he's teaching where my son goes to school. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. What did you do? Can you tell me what you did at the DOD or was it? Yeah, uh, nothing. I wish it was something cool. It's nothing fun. I do human resources for um, kind of like senior executives. So these are the top um, of the people of the government, my you know presidential appointees, people who make the big bucks and the big decisions at the Pentagon. And you, you were in the human resources department for that situation. Yep. So we hire and fire them. Oh, 
Do you fire a lot of them? No, no, thankfully not too many. Um, more of the hiring at this point. So, and now with, you know, um, for the secretary of the army, we just appointed our first female secretary of the army. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, so she's on board and then she brings all her people on. And so it's my job just to make sure everyone gets on and gets paid. Oh, it's a good job to have. Yeah. Yeah. All this staying home sounds like a good job too. I, I, may I be honest for a moment? I have been at home for so long now. I honestly believe that if you came to me and said, Scott, you have to go back, you're going to go to work, it's going to start next Monday, I'm going to give you a whole week to think about it, that by Sunday night, I'd be crying. I, I, I think I would I would go into a dark room and cry. I don't, I don't want a job. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, I will say the money's nice. Yeah, that That's would be That's the benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it. It's the same thing. You just bounce with it and you go. I would say I'd probably give you a month to tell you that you, if you were coming back. And that's pretty much how we were. And then we're like, oh, let's go on vacation. So you're right. Towards the end of that vacation, I was kind of like, oh, am I really doing this? I haven't, you know, yeah. by that point, it's almost seven years. I'm going back into the Pentagon. Uh, can I do this? What am I doing? Two um, aspects of being at home that are, are, that seem like I wouldn't, I couldn't find a way to trade them. So the interaction with my, family was the one thing that I did not expect for that to be. And, and, you know, don't judge me. I was pretty young when I became a stay-at-home dad, but I didn't expect for all that to, you know, I was just like, oh, I thought I, I just looked at Cole and I thought, well, I'll just keep this kid alive and do the laundry and this will be like my job. But there's just a connection that happens when you're around people for such a long time, especially your children and your wife and things like that. that I, I don't know how great I'd be at being away from everybody for too long. Um, I do think when, like, when my son went to college, like, I cried a, just a crazy amount driving home, um, and and so I'm not certain. Like, I'll probably just die when Arden leaves. You know what I mean? Like, my brain will just like short circuit and I'll fall over. But the other thing is like schedule, like having, like being able to say to yourself, these are the things I have to do tomorrow, and I can do them whenever I want as long as they're finished. And I can stop in the middle of something and go do something else. And no one has an opinion about how I do it or when I do it. That kind of freedom is amazing. It is. You know, I I would have, I I don't know how much trouble I would have letting someone else schedule out my life. Although I don't know if that's even how work works anymore. Everybody's at home anyway, right? Well, I would say, yeah. And we're still, so I'm still home from uh, COVID aspect of things, which so, it has been interesting last summer of, you know, now the kids were home and, you know, popping in on, you know, MS team meetings or Zoom meetings to say hello to, you know, the assistant secretary of whatever. And it's like, yep, that's my child and other child and the dog barking in the background. Yes, it, it happens. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be a transition for us when we do go back. You're right. It is. It's been almost to have the freedom to work, mm-hmm. cut it off, and then go spend family time and not have to worry about commuting or doing all that. I, you know, I only had a 20, maybe half hour ride on the bus every morning and coming back. So, which everyone's like, you should podcast. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. So that's how I finally started listening to the juice box podcast when we were at home, you know, I'm, you know, plugging along and have it on the Alexa, but yeah. up to that point, I would always read or just stare out the window to mentally unwind or figure out what I need to do or make what's going on, you know, for dinner, dinner plans. Do I help you unwind? Um, sometimes. Oh. I mean, now I think, cause it's just nice or, you know, just to hear it 
the bantering back and forth to other, com- you know, mm-hmm. whoever's your guest or, you know, to laugh where it's nothing serious. I think I like that aspect of the podcast. It's, it is a serious matter what we're dealing with on a daily basis with our kids or ourselves, whoever is that type one, but to be able to have humor with it, which I think we all need yeah. at this moment sometimes in our life of yes, yeah, it can help unwind. I don't, I don't even, I don't think the podcast would still exist if it was dry and just informative and yeah, it gets boring. Yeah. It gets old. I mean, I like history. My husband is a history teacher, but you know, um, and I think that's trying to make it fun. I agree. Okay. It's always a good thing. So you, how long ago did Omnipod, like when did you guys get a pump? So we got it um, going into Christmas break. We thought it would be a good time. So that was in December of what 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought we'd have that two weeks to kind of play with it. Um, I do want to recommend, I think I got it off your Facebook page and hearing you talk about it. I, I wore an Omnipod for the first time um, and let John put some saline wore it for about a day of just flushing ourselves through it with our Omnipod coordinator, who was phenomenal. Mm. Um, And I think he was excited to see, you know, Hey mom, you know, look at this and let's give you 10 units of saline. It's like, okay, child, calm down. (laughs) Um, And and for me, and I think showing him too, you know, that first time when you stick it in, you Mm. know, we're okay. It really didn't hurt as much. And to witness, you know, something that he, you know, that he does on a daily basis. So we did that in December. Um, Had our first, you know, Oh, did it, is it not working? It kept going up. Numbers were going up. I waited probably a little longer because I didn't know of, all right, I think it was a bad pump site or, you know, we had to change it. And then we saw the numbers, you know, do that. But I think right now we're doing well with it. I also like at school, he doesn't have to, you know, physically inject himself. We were on MDI for quite a while and have to worry about, you know, does he have the right, what he needs has been helpful. Would he inject in this classroom or would he go to the nurse? Um, so we would go into, we have what the office is and we have a nurse kind of semi quasi nurse who's on staff. And my husband was there if he needed to get called out and yes, he would check. We kind of gave him a private room to do so. He was the only type one for about two years. And then we actually had someone who joined his class. Who's also a type one. So there's two of them in fourth grade going now into fifth grade, which he loves to actually have someone his age. Right. So she's on the Dexcom. And they compare numbers and talk a lot between each other. So it's kind of neat. That's very cool. I, I loved the idea that, you know, Arden could just give herself insulin in her classroom and she didn't have to leave. That that was a big deal to me, not not having to leave the room. Um, but, yeah, well, and it normalizes things, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. I'm hoping we can get to that point at some with him. I'm, sure I'm just can. nervous about the phone aspect of things or... What makes you nervous? <sighs> He's probably going to listen to this later, Scott. Uh, oh, oh, wait, John, I think we're about to talk about your lack of maturity or something like yeah. that. Look away. Well, he's still young, so it makes me nervous giving him, you know, a full a phone or, but I can say, and I tell him this, I do remind him. I mean, he's been able, and which is, you know, if class has cupcakes. He now knows, okay, cupcakes. I'm going to bolus about 25 to 30 carbs. Mm-hmm. So, and he can do that himself. So it's just constantly... Continuing, like you said, I think more maturity when we get there um, will be helpful. Yeah. I had a lot of luck with the texting. I thought, I, I, and I'll say, you know, if I have the opportunity, I think texting is the uh, unsung diabetes tool of parenting uh, somebody who has type 1. Just the idea that you can kind of be there without being there. It also helps the timing a lot instead of, you know, we're going to have a cupcake, so I'll walk to another room, however long that takes, and then give myself insulin and then walk back. And you can just say, 
you know, hey, I'm, I see the teacher moving around with cupcakes. I'm going to bowl us now. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And then it just, yeah. boom, and it happens. That, that thing is I, I, texting. It's, it's uh, CGMs, pumps, texting. To me, those are the three tools. I agree. No, I think it goes hand in hand. Well, I will say, and I just wanted to shout um, in regards to, I know you, one of your um, sponsors who I've heard nothing about good things, Dexcom specifically, if you need to edit that out, but that just, it didn't work for us. And I feel like in the type one community, it works for a bunch of other people, but we at certain intervals in our adventure felt like we were failures because it didn't work for us. And everyone kept saying how great it was. Um, so we ended up on the Freestyle Libre, which we've been on for about almost a year and a half. And that works for us. Um, now, obviously, as it advances Dexcom, I'm hoping eventually it's going to get there on certain things. I mean, now the Libre 2 is out, um, but it works. You know, our numbers are always accurate. We just had issues with the Dexcom back and forth. And, you know, we were all frustrated. John was upset. Um, it just wasn't reliable for us. So, um, you know, I, I will- <clears throat> hold on a second. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm. My throat to clear. That I'll edit out. The part about Dexcom, I'll leave in. Now I'll probably just leave it all in because I don't care. Uh, but okay. um, I, so I've seen it not like the best way I could describe it is it just doesn't mesh with some people's body chemistry, but I haven't seen it that frequently. Um, yeah. But it, I do know what I, I can think of a person off the top of my head where. You know, their blood sugar is like, it's 220, and they're like, no, my blood sugar is 80. Or it says 80, and it's 300. Like, it just never worked for that person. And it, it there's nothing they were, you know, once I helped them dig through it, I couldn't see a thing in the world they were doing wrong other than, you know, maybe this, it just doesn't work for everybody. And I don't know why that would be. I'm not a scientist, but it makes sense to me, you know, that it wouldn't be for everyone. Um, yeah, no, yeah, and so we were in the same boat where yeah. it was, you know, sometimes, yeah, 200, 200 points off was a big deal. And- no, that would be, uh, that would be <laughs> something not working. Yeah, but, but it's, but I think what gets confused when people talk about it is that is people will say, oh, Dexcom, you know, whatever you're talking about, it doesn't have to be Dexcom, it doesn't work um, for us. And then people just think that that means it doesn't work. It doesn't mean it won't work for you. It didn't work oh, yeah. for that person. And and it really is, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't I don't understand when people think that something's going to be perfect for everybody. And it's, but it's such a letdown because it's not like there's a thousand options and you do have diabetes. It's not like, it's not like you really wanted this, you know, universal remote control to work for your TV setup, but it didn't work. And you're like, oh, I guess we'll just use three remotes instead. Like, it feels like a real, like, oh my God, like I was going to like really lean on this thing. So well, yeah, it was, you know, and what it does. I mean, so now we've become, yes, I think like every, you know, when you do rely on that CGM so much at night to just be able to bink in and say, okay, here's your, you know, do I need to give insulin where we're at? Um, and I think for us, it was a trying to show too that, especially to John of, you know, embracing technology. I do feel like I'm an older person than what I really am. I've already, you know, gotten to the point where I'm like, uh, I don't, you know, I told you podcasts. I'm not really sure what that is. Um, but just because I'm uncomfortable or uncertain doesn't mean I need to, you know, be, be away from that technology, yeah. especially for a growing child who, you know, this is as it's advancing rapidly, um, to jump forward where it's like, you know, we were comfortable on MDIs. Well, yeah, but is that something he wants to do? So it was, hey, let's try the Omnipod. Mm-hmm. Um, but now when he's like, can I just keep the Dex or the Libre off? I'm like, yeah, how about you keep it off for a night? But now I'm so used to seeing that at night. I, I need to see it just to, you know, keep those 
stable and make sure you are leveled. Well, um, yeah, the other thing I guess we don't talk about because it seems like, I don't know, you're, you're shaming somebody. I guess that's such a millennial word. I don't really think of it that <laughs> way, but that's not the point. Um, is that user error is a huge problem with technology. And, yes. and yet, you know, and I'm not saying you were doing it wrong. I'm saying that, you know, there are a lot of people who are just like, this thing doesn't work. And you're like, well, you're using it wrong. <laughs> and, you, you know, like it's, it, it's, um, there, there is a, especially with pumping, I think there is a time where it's, it's, it's a little like starting over because you're relearning something again. And pumping frequently, basal is not the same as it was with, with MDI. And that happens to a lot of people. They start a new pump and then they're like, my God, my blood sugar's high all the time. And then mm-hmm. they make that leap to the pump doesn't work. No, I agree. And yeah. it's sticking it out. And I remember even pulling up your other paths, you know, listening to tips and, you know, your pro tips and going back because again, we get comfortable in yeah. those things. So again, easy to swag on certain things that I knew with his MDI. I mean, we were still relatively low, I would argue, comparative to some other um, for insulin purposes, mm-hmm. you know, maybe two units per meal is what we were at. Um, the His uh, basal glar was a little higher. So, you know, transitioning over, it was like, uh, yeah, that doesn't transition. So trying to, and my husband and I both were getting frustrated. It's like, right, we just need to hold out. And it, it that month, maybe even two months of just trying to learn, going back and forth and resetting. Yeah. Um, and re- and it, he's a growing boy also. So that throws things in the loop too. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear you. I mean, everything's the this stuff's fantastic. Look, I, I you know I can tell you right now that um, if you came to this house uh, and tried to take the Dexcom and the Omnipod out of here, I would I would meet you with force. Uh, you, you know, and, <laughs> I think everyone's uh, like that. We all have it. Yes, technology. No. Right. It just it does what it does. I can be completely honest and say that um, I don't. I I guess I could do it with MDI and Dexcom. It would be a lot of shots and a lot of like thinking more more thinking um, than than I would want to be involved with. I don't think Arden would want to be involved in it either. Um, but it's doable. Then, but without the CGM, now I think you're saying to yourself, if I'm not using a glucose monitor, like like purposely, not not that you can't afford it or your insurance won't cover mm-hmm. it or something like that. But if you're purposely not using it, I don't know how you can be comfortable believing that your A1C, if it's lower, is not... Like, I don't know how you can't slip back into that 80s idea of like, well, you must have a lower A1C because you're low a lot. You, yeah. You know what I mean? Which, like, I don't know how to know that or not know that, I guess. Is, uh, no, I agree. Yeah. Well, and we try to, and we're still trying, you know, um, it's a balancing act and we still, every now and then we'll hit a low. I think we find now when we were on, we made that switch to the Omnipod. I found exercise didn't affect us as much as it used to mm-hmm. when we were on MDI. So I would kind of counter, you know, okay, I'm getting ready to bolus. Let's, you know, you're going to go running in a little, we'll go ride a bike or something. So I went, you know, we'd go lower in the insulin and then come to find out, ah, us. That didn't work out like it was supposed to. You, <laughs> you didn't go what your your body didn't do what I needed it to do, buddy. And so there is still sometimes that, um, and that's usually I find when we still do get those lows. But thankfully, John, we've already from the beginning we tried to be intuitive of hey, what does a low feel for him to recognize it? So even now, like he'll run around without if he doesn't have his 
you know, we say robot parts in, he can usually pick up when he's going low or getting ready to drop, which has been phenomenal. And I think why we stayed on MDI a little longer just to, so he could recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I know some people can, some people can't, but thankfully he still can. Like he'll wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and say, you know, I do feel low. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right at 70 and you're dropping. Yeah. Okay. Let's you know, oh, yeah. get you. There's no doubt that people can feel it, but you know, to, to argue the other side, I always tell Arden, if um, how you felt was an important measurement of this, then there wouldn't be a meter. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, yes, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, because it's talks, always nice to have that. Or there's sometimes too when you're you're not low and you're, but you might feel it. And no, it's you're nice at to know. 180. Yeah, oh. I I love it when she's like, I don't need to test. Like I feel right. I was like, eh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it anyway. Okay. Me. She'll go, trust Thanks. Me. It's okay. And sometimes I'll go. Okay. If if trust me comes up, then I'm like, all right. I I don't want you to think I don't trust you. Um. And sometimes I'll just be like, look, just test so we can both see. Like you, maybe you'll be right and I'll be wrong. And that's fine too. So, yeah, we're the same way. I'm like, yes, you can prove me wrong. That's okay. Yes, yeah. John, go ahead. Just show me. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's done. It's done. <laughs> so, you guys are pretty new to this still. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I would say three years comparative, yeah, to some of your, you and your guests. Well, yeah. not even, not even compared to other people, just, like if you really like maybe I'm wrong, but the first year is a blur, right? Yeah. Right. So that doesn't count because you didn't learn yeah. anything the first year. You're just like, oh my God, look, he's still alive. Every morning you're like, yay. And so Yeah. Did it does anyone else do that? You're like, is he sleeping in or should I be concerned? Oh my God. Yes. I yes. I, I could tell the sadder stories, but I try not to put them on the no. podcast. But I would put Arden to bed and just look at her and think like, don't die, don't die, don't die. And then yes. walk out of the room. And it was a completely earnest feeling, you know, just like I a hundred percent was just like crossing my fingers and walking out of the room before I understood uh, what I was doing. Well, yeah. and I think, you know, our endocrinology, you know, and we do get that. And I understand for safety you know, reasons or whatever, you do get a little scared. We were scared too. We were just kind of, you know, well, you know, you don't want to overdo it. Double check in the middle of the night, do this, do that. And you're just like, I'm never going to sleep again. Yeah. What? And then we were eventually, we, it seemed like his body got regulated. And then I, you know, and I'm like, are we being horrible parents and selfish? Cause I can't check in the middle of the night. I didn't want to wake him up and he would always wake. So it got to the point, do we still need to do the 2MA check, you know, 2AM checks? He seems fine. Are you using insulin? Well, if you are, your blood sugar may be jumping up and down and up and down and up and down, 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 and and there's no way to know where it stops, right? Or if it's going to, or how much more insulin you need when it's up, or how less, fewer, but less, less, it's liquid, right? Less insulin, how much less insulin you would need to stop making those lows. It's all kind of just a guessing game. You're testing with your meter at certain increments. I understand that's good. And you have a great meter, I hope. I hope you have the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. But that's not the point. The point of this is you could use with some more data, a little more vision. You could use a Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. Did you hear that magical music when I said Dexcom G6? As if I lined it up completely just so that would happen? (laughs) I did. That's what I did. I'm just bored today. And I thought, let me see if I can run my 
my opening thoughts right into the and I did it, and now I'm proud of myself. I'd be more proud if you headed over to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to really look into the Dexcom G6 CGM. Listen, no joking around. Being able to see the speed, direction, and number of your blood sugar is huge, right? 89, 215, 187, what does that mean? What if you knew it was 187 and headed down? What if you knew it was moving down at two or three points per minute? Wouldn't that be interesting? It would, trust me. It helps me every day make great decisions with my daughter about her blood sugar, and it would help you, I swear. I'm not saying that my results are gonna be yours, but my daughter's A1C has been between 5'2 and 6'2 for almost eight years. And the information that I get back from the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor is at the core, the center, at the focus of how we make those decisions about insulin. I've learned so much from watching the Dexcom, and I think you would too. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. He's okay. And they're like, well, if you're okay with that, I'm like, yes, we need to sleep too. And yeah. so does he. There's an incredible balance to be struck. And yet again, not, I, I'm not arguing, but you could, you can look at it from both directions. Like mm -hmm. if, if you need to, I don't understand if it's important to test your blood sugar during the day. Why is it not important to test it during the At night? night? Yeah. Is it because you want to sleep? Cause that seems like the only reason. And by the way, really, really valid reason because Little Johnny's not going to be okay if mommy and daddy are stabbing each other, you know? For yes. Just like, well, I can't tell you. Yes, yeah. there has been times or, yeah, going in the middle. You, you know that. Yeah. And, yes, yeah, stabbing yourself at the same time, not getting enough blood. And, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're just so tired. You're, pro you're poking your own finger and then you're arguing and, and, you know, nobody's rested. And you can't say enough what good rest is to people. You really, broken sleep might be the worst thing you can do to yourself. I agree. No, yeah. it's, it, it, you know, it was, you're starting childhood. Yeah. It's a new baby, but not. And, and it never goes away. It feels like it's like, yeah. Like, you know, when you have a baby, you're like, if I can just live through this six months, that kid will sleep through the night and I will be sane again. Like that's how it feels. And then the kid. Yeah. There's an end. Yeah, there's an end coming and you can't see it with the, with the diabetes because I mean, look, Arden's insulin's incredibly well-regulated, but you know, she still can get low and it, you know, and low could mean 50, right? And that, that needs intervention. Um, yeah. and without the technology, she'd, I mean, I guess without the technology, she would probably sleep a full night with her blood sugar that low. If somebody didn't know once a month, maybe or so, I don't know, you know? Yeah. No, so. well, like you said, there's no need to at this point anymore, which. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You get the beeping and you're like, oh, OK, uh, I, I'll go take care of it. And then it doesn't seem so bad. And I have to say, too, algorithms are um, if you're using a pump with a glucose monitor, the algorithms are insane. They're just if you even if you try to get low, I don't think that I don't think that loop has physically let Arden get below 50 in forever. You know, like even if she yeah. tries to get low, it's that now she hasn't been in some emergency situation where cutting off the insulin wouldn't wouldn't help. Um, luckily, that hasn't happened. But mm -hmm. and I don't believe that it would help if 
you know, if that happened, if we gave her, you know, just viciously too much insulin or something like that, I, I don't think the loop could stop it. Um, but that's just common sense. That's not speaking about the technology. But in general, when it's making all the decisions throughout the day, it is in general putting you in a position where an emergency low is incredibly unlikely. So even if you get a drifting low from activity or something unexpected, it does a fairly good job of stopping it from being a you know, like a call 911 situation. Of anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's our next, I think, hurdle to figure out, yes, of the looping aspect of things. Can you loop with a Libre? I think you can. I think, well, from what I read, Scott, now again, I'm not <laughs> just reading it. You're like, can I? Um, so the Libre 2, my understanding, and we've tested it out, is kind of more like the Dexcom. So it's a full CGM. Mm-hmm. And I think you can build your own with the Libre and with the Omnipod. Okay. Well, that would be, uh, you're talking about, just so people understand, you're talking about a do-it-yourself system, not through the FDA, not through the companies, et cetera. Yes. Or eventually, hopefully. Fingers crossed. For someone like me, I would prefer those companies to get where they need to get so I can just, yes, add that to us and not have to worry about doing it myself. No. I don't want, I think Loop's amazing and I don't want Arden to have to use it. So... I would rather there be a, I would rather there be an option from directly from the company that's viable. Um, yeah. And we're well, talking, and I think right, Omni right is an Omnipod. Yeah, we're supposed- talking. We're talking right now in June of 2021. You and I. Okay. This won't go out for a while, but and the Omnipod Five will be out soon, and Dexcom Seven, I think, will be announced at some point. Okay, and I said, and I think the Dexcom, from what I've seen of the seven, it kind of almost looks more like a freestyle Libre. Almost, I feel it's not as it's just one piece, right? Tiny little disc, uh, disposable. Yeah. Disposable. You'll wear it. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's still ten days. Um, okay, I'm not sure, honestly. Like I said, the, the announcement hasn't happened yet. Kevin's. I booked Kevin for the show. Like he'll be on in like twenty days. And he's going to tell me all about it. But I don't know at that exactly what's happening then. And I wonder, too, if you can't get a sample when that comes out to see if it. That's true. Maybe to see if it was something like you said, or just, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Has body changed? No, that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I genuinely don't know. I have no idea. Like, I know there's a little wire and it's got some coating on it. And that coating absorbs interstitial fluid and gives you like, I know all that, but I don't, I don't know the rest. I don't know if it's going to change enough where you might see a, an improvement. I don't know if it was in John. I like, there's no way. F- <laughs> I, I, who knows? You know what I mean? He's a special, he's a special boy. That's all. He is. Yes. <laughs> John, your interstitial fluid is very, very finicky. <laughs> did you, did you do all the things? Did you make sure he was hydrated and like get his blood sugar stable? And like, we did every, you know? yeah. So, and even, you know, talk to Dexcom constantly where, you know, okay. Is it, you know, I even remember being on with one point, not the CEO, but someone from, you know, like bigger above customer service where it's like, okay, is it in the right spot? And trying to, you know, do like even a Facebook or like a zoom meeting, a chat where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, try different locations. Are we putting it on? Right. Are we, you know, um, no. And it just, yeah. Hydrated. Are we, you know, blood sugars were perfect. You know, we would, you know, check the meter and it was like, why is it just not working? Bad yeah. batteries, bad, um, receiver. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, constantly. So then it's just, you know, we're done. Yeah. Well, I tried. I would have tried, probably would have done the exact same thing. Um, I, and I'm in the awkward position of accepting, uh, very happily ads from Dexcom and, yes 
having an incredible experience with it. So I'm not the right person to ask because I don't, it, it works great for us. No, which, and, which it, and it does. And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Eventually I should reach out for Freestyle Libre as well for you. You Who needs, you know, you could always have more ads. Well, uh, it doesn't work that way, though. Oh, boss. Okay. <laughs> I can't do Ford and uh, Chevy at the same time. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Ford and Chevy wouldn't like that. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Yeah. I understand. There are some concessions you make when you uh, when you sign deals with people. And one of them might be not to tell somebody about a Mustang when you're uh, in an ad. Like, I can talk about it in the show like we are now. I just, I couldn't do it. I, You know what? It's interesting. I think contractually, I can't do it. But ethically i wouldn't do it like i have a Agreed. i have a yeah, business no. relationship with them i wouldn't like go taking money from like the gas station across the street being like hey you can go to sunoco or golf i'm happy <laughs> to tell you but either of me just would seem like a dick move in my like just me personally Agreed. no yeah. you are not you don't know don't need to be like that yeah that's all i mean i could use some more money I'm not gonna lie to you about that <laughs> but i definitely wouldn't do i wouldn't do that to any of the advertisers I, you know that just seems I think we all could use more money, but yes. uh, (laughs) Well, especially you, you don't even have a job. You just sit at home. Yeah. No, we, you and I both know that there's always, that's, that's a full-time job just being at home. That's. Kelly and I were just talking about this the other day and I said, still, I mean, it's now 21 years since I became a stay-at-home parent. Right. And back then People who I guess are were my age now looked at me like I was like a scumbag, like really, you, you know, like I was taking advantage of my wife, and um, it's it's not an easy job. Like I try to, like no. I, I simply say, like I haven't seen television when the sun is up in like twenty years, and I don't use that, but it's a good measure. Like I, I'm trying to say, like I don't have time to stop. You know what I mean? Like there's just my day. I get up and there's something to do and it leads to the next thing to do and it leads to the next thing and meals and stuff around the house. Like today I need to have someone come out and fix my oven. So I will get somebody on the phone and like, we'll talk them through that and they will come and they'll be here. Like I'm not fixing the oven, but I'm going to pay bills and then you're on standby. I have laundry to fold. Like you wouldn't believe. And I think the sheets need to be stripped off the bed and washed and, Etc. and etc. and on and on and on. And it's not exciting stuff. It's nothing like where you're like, oh, I went to the DOD today and no. um, I told it. That's not exciting yeah. sometimes either, Scott. Well, no. But you know what I mean? Like it doesn't <laughs> sound like a big deal. Like it's not, it's not, I went to a bank or I drove a truck or it's, it sounds like you did the laundry, except no one wants to do the laundry. So, you know, it's not a job that it's, it's, um, it's not a job that a lot of people put stock in as being important, but you know, see how important it is when you can't find clean socks, you know? Oh yeah. No, you're, or yeah. Or you forget to make, or, you know, you're the first person what's for dinner. Yeah. I don't know. What is for dinner? I'll tell you. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to know what it feels like to be rejected, have someone tell you they didn't like dinner five nights in a row. (laughs) Yes. Especially if you, we've also had that conversation at the house where it's like, Mom, I feel like you're making the same thing every, and it's like, yes, every week I have to have similar things, and I need ideas. Anyone's got any ideas besides pizza? Mm-hmm. No. How many okay. animals do you think there are and vegetables? <laughs> I always say that. I'm like, they're like, we would like something different. I said, I don't know what you think, <laughs> yeah. but you can um, eat a cow, a pig, 
Yeah, fish. If yeah, you, a, and a we fish, can do that. That's about it. Yep. Bugs I'm that done. crawl on the bottom of the ocean. That's the end, really. They can be baked, fried, grilled, grilled. Your options are now done there too. <laughs> just, yeah, you're like, yep, no. Yeah. Well, and that's so it's fun with so my husband being a teacher, we take turns. So during the summer, those roles get to switch. So and then so by the end of the summer, he's like, yep, I'm ready. I understand. Yep. So am I where he's like, I don't know how you do this. I'm like, I don't know how we do it either, but you just do it. It's maddening sometimes. Um, And the days like blend together in because you don't leave the house or you know what I mean? Like you you sometimes don't leave the house. So you you have no conscious, like at least when you commute, you're like, okay, well I drove to work. I drove home from work. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. Well, and then, yeah. Well, and then now I think everyone could probably relate more to you to us because you know with COVID that first you know those first few weeks I think we all were in a blur yeah it's almost like being on a vacation but we're not and Mm -hmm. or we're on vacation but no one's having fun yeah no you're on vacation except the beach blanket's gonna kill you so just it well and for all those people who are now thinking like I'm stuck in my house I want to get out of here I have felt like that for 21 years now yeah yeah well that's what I think those seven years, I wouldn't change it for the world. But then I think, yeah, if you had to go back, you'd make that shift and you're like, oh, so now I'm on the other end of it being like, I don't know how I did that for seven years. Yeah. Wow. No. Um, and, you know, it goes by fast too. So you're like, well, I can't tell you what happened. Those two people are still alive and hopefully will be great people when they grow up. That's, but we won't know yet. So fingers crossed. Well, yeah, that's the other stuff is a lot of it's not measurable, which is how people get away with doing it poorly too, because you don't mm-hmm. get, you don't get judged Every, you know, you know, your boss looks over your shoulder sometimes, but if your kid's going to grow up to be a serial killer, you don't find <laughs> out until three girls go missing from the park. You, you know, like, so you don't, it's not like when they're eight, you're like, oh, I didn't do a good job today, or I could have said this instead of that, or, you know, maybe it would have been important to teach them to not step on the flowers or whatever it ends up being. <laughs> like, you, you know, like, um, but you, yeah, you don't get judged in the moment. It, it's, uh, and, and what always scared me about it would, would put a lot of, I do mean scared, like it pressured me into wanting to be a good parent was the idea that like, they're not a house you paint. You can't paint it, step back and go, Oh, why did we pick orange? You you know? And then we'll repaint it again. Like when you step back and they're 25 and you're like, Oh my God, the kid's a prick. Like it's too late then. You know what I mean? You can't start over. So that put a lot of, I had a lot of, I do feel like it was pressure. Like I did not want to screw this up very badly. Like I thought the worst thing I could live yeah. through was like the last 25 years of my life looking back going, oh my God, I screwed those human beings up, you know? No, well, I've, I must say, I think any parent, you're right. None of us intentionally want to. And that is our last, uh, I don't know. I don't know, especially with your children, my children. We're not sure which spouse, me or my husband, but yeah, strong-willed. We are a strong-willed type A family, which can be good, but it can also be extremely <laughs> challenging at certain intervals. I've had those thoughts. I was like, why does everyone have an opinion right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no one asked you for those opinions, so oh please God. keep. If like, you want to have an opinion, get a job, okay? Yeah, keep them to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Here's, yes. Here's three small bills. If you pay these, I will let you vote on this. <laughs> there you go. You, take, then you get a voting yeah, right. Yeah, well, take, that's what. But John, that's where we've been trying to drill. So, yeah. So I have fourth graders, fifth graders who have phones right now who, uh, you know, personal opinion, my fifth grader or soon to be fifth grader does not need a phone. What would you do with a phone? Now, I can argue, yes, for texting and blood sugar. 
yes. But the rest of these little fourth and fifth graders, no. So our new one has been, you know, you can get a phone when you get a job. job. And you <laughs> you don't have one. So work for it, buddy. You can go. That's yep. a polite way. Got a few more years. Kid. Yeah, that's a polite way of telling that kid he's not getting a phone. Um, I, I, It's funny when I, I, I agree. I'm going to I'm going to contradict myself. I completely agree with you and yet my children have had phones since they were tiny and little. Okay. And, well, and, like and Arden be, got one know, in kindergarten. Uh, we'll see. Okay, different perspective. I mean, Arden again, I mean if it was more used for I don't know or I, you know, you know your children best. No, I don't. Here's what I'm okay. <laughs> No, I don't. No, <laughs> yes, you do, no, Scott. Come I don't on. know. I don't know myself best, but um the Arden so when Arden went to kindergarten like Dexcom, there was no Dexcom. Okay. So we were like, all we could think of was that there was these 20 minutes where Arden would be in transit. That's how it felt. And what if she had a problem on the bus? Mm -hmm. There is a provision in Arden's 504 plan for how the bus can be stopped and I can be contacted. Like that's how crazy it felt back then. And we don't we wouldn't do that anymore. And she's too old anyway. But, but she would hate you no, if you did. Can you imagine? But there was there was actually like there was a there's a, a there was a a process in place that if Arden were to have a seizure on a bus, that the bus would be stopped, nine one one would be called, and the school would contact me and give me the location of the bus. Like mm-hmm. that's how like concerned we were back then about it. And so we thought, what if Arden's feeling low on the bus? and she's five, we'd want her to be able to call and tell somebody, right? So No, that makes sense. So we go to get her a phone. And, you know, we're not crazy and we're not wealthy. So we were just like, here's a flip phone. And we, I remember standing in the AT&T store and she couldn't operate it. She just didn't, she didn't, like, she couldn't. Like, there were too many buttons. You had to scroll through menus. It just, it wasn't intuitive. It didn't work. And the iPhone had just come out maybe the year or so before, and she picked that thing up and immediately knew how to use it. It was incredibly intuitive. And so my my five-year-old had an iPhone. And every parent of every child in the town I live in hated us for it. And I understand. And to them, I say, eh, too bad. <laughs> yep, too bad, too sad. Yeah. Right, well, when John Armstrong listens to this podcast, when it does come out, not until you get a job, bud. <laughs> Just like that, John. Yeah, you, you wanted a phone, you had to get rid of that Libre, scare your mom a little bit. And then... Uh, <laughs> don't give him ideas, Scott. <laughs> then no. she'll be like, don't. okay. <laughs> What's he going to do with that phone anyway? I don't, Watch some moron what, on TikTok yeah. fall over? It's not a big deal. Yeah, no. I, yeah. Although it would be nice if you knew how to listen to a podcast. I could use some more downloads. That's true. You, I could put him on there for you. Yeah. he And probably could figure out, um, I'm sure, of the podcast versus his mother. Yes. Where'd you find amazing. the show? How did I'm you, sorry. How did you find the podcast? So surprisingly, um, we would go to our endocrinologist and it was a nurse who we become best friends with, who is also type one. So it's phenomenal working with that nurse. And mm-hmm. that's what she said. Have you ever listened to this podcast? I was like, no, I don't do podcasts. She's like, you, you should really try. <laughs> so I said, okay, finally. And yeah, I knew. And that's how we started hearing about it. And that you know, so finally had the time when COVID hit. I said, all right, I'll podcast. Let me see. So you're not podcasting. You're listening. I'm podcasting. You're listening okay, to sorry. the podcast. I am listening to the podcast. <laughs> listening. I, yeah, you would have to. I uh, I have to tell you, I, I, 
at my See, age. I can't even get the, te- the terminology correct. I know. It's a fascinating that you found it. Well, thanks to the person who told you about it and all the healthcare uh, workers who tell yes. people about the podcast. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but no, And we've also passed it and shared it. We've had, you know, recent friends who've contacted of, oh, I know so-and-so. They just had their child. First thing I say, juice box. Thank you. That's very nice. I know a woman who is, um, who f- I love asking people how they find a show because some of the stories are great. Somebody just told me the woman that does her eyebrows told her about it. I was like, oh, that's nice. the best. Thank you. I just, I just imagine like the wax is on and they're. Yeah. Know, I was like, that's pretty. She's like, have you tried the juice box podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Random conversation. Why not? I, uh, I am really fast. Did you hear recently the, um, Sophia, the little girl from Russia who found it on her no, own. So that is on our, so we've been traveling and I put it in the car. So um, that is on our next one when she, we hit the road on so later great. this week. She's uh, sarcastic and smart and really like a self-starter. And she found it on her own and got herself all the, like directed her mom about the technology she needed and everything. I find that one, like that was really heartwarming to think that a 14 year old, like, like, wait, I don't want to ruin it for you. But the way she, the way she started looking and found the podcast is really something. So, uh, we also just listened to the one too. Um, the other day was sneaking food. Mm-hmm. So that was and just trying to have John, you know, just have it consciously in the background so he kind of hear it. Trying to not that we sneak food often, but you know, I think it was good. Good reminder to think of you know making sure I'm not putting things off limit or how I respond. Of wait, what's your blood sugar at? Or you know to. Yeah make him think otherwise because you don't know what these little ones sometimes are thinking right that was with erica right yes she's good and it was she? fantastic just yeah. again helpful of you know again we have this so again technology so now just bowl us for it or talk to us trying to keep that open line of communication i like her a lot actually um when she uh we we did the first couple things we said we were going to do together and she's like well i hope we see each other again and i was like oh <laughs> you're not getting out of this that easy. <laughs> I was like, you're good at this. You'll be back. Don't you worry. Um, but yeah, she does a great job. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's just things like those different topics where you're just able to pull out and flush out and you're like, ah, oh, this is perfect. Or, you know, am I being mindful or am I doing this? It's, it's been phenomenal. I mean, a great asset versus, you know, I don't think, I know there's other people who have maybe those type one communities. I don't think in our area, there's not as much. Um, I like the way you're thinking about it. Like you're like, like it's background music almost like you put it on so that he kind of hears the ideas without it being kind of jammed down his throat. Is that the idea? Correct. Yes. Or just, you know, and I think too, to show him that again, it's just not you. There are, you know, other people Yeah. and, you know, other people dealing with different things, whether it be type one or, you know, and yeah, different issues, things that we can think of um, later down the road. I, my husband, at one point he came home and I said, I just listened to the podcast of Scott and you had a guest on there who was from Colorado and he was doing um, mushrooms and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and acid tripping. And my husband's like, really? I said, well, you don't know. I was just curious. Something different. It was on in the background. That was the, it was it the girl that came on to talk about the psychedelics? Yes. Yes. I He's wa- like, really? Are you listening? I, yeah. And I said too, I would be interested in taking John, you know, I, I've been to Colorado briefly and I was like, I'm curious. You mentioned about the altitude. Is right. that true? Would that affect insulin? I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting to hear stuff like from all over the place where you're just like, wow, that's a thing. I go up higher and my insulin works better. And that happens for some people or, you know, vice versa. 
they they're up for up for a while and they come back down and they have a, a, a weird change. Uh, yeah, that stuff's. I, I listen. I if your son finds mushrooms off of that podcast, <laughs> well, then I should be charging more for my ads because people are really <laughs> listening. <laughs> I don't imagine that's how people are gonna like make the the last no. decision to do a psychedelic. <laughs> like really. Yeah. Like, yes, I was on. I was on this podcast talking about. <laughs> I well, you know what I loved about her is that she, um, she so earnestly just wanted to make sure people's drugs were safe. She was responsible, and I think everyone, you know, again, and she, I would argue, you know, I can use your government lingo. She was a subject matter expert, the she SME. Well, she was. She like, definitely had uh, um, information I didn't have. Uh, yeah. So you and me both. I yeah. was just like, wow, okay. Although okay. she's, st- she's, st- there was one time. So I rolled with her fine, right? I thought, I thought everything she was doing was really cool, but she, she, I got, I was gobsmacked one time. Because, like, we were pretty far through the episode. And I was like, so you don't do any harder drugs, right? And she goes, no. Well, cocaine. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was I was like, like, that, what? That's kind of, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I, was, I was like, how do you how do you uh, grade your schedules of drugs? I was like, I, I think that's pretty harsh, no? Um, but she's like, nah, not if you do it right. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I might have to disagree with you there. Uh, but it was, um, it's just, inter- I, I just, in general, think it's super interesting to, listen to people with different perspectives. Um, you know, if somebody just comes on and agrees with you all the time, I don't, I don't get what that does. And, uh, you know, you, you want people from different walks of life so you can hear things. I, I never thought I'd hear somebody answer the question. You don't do hard drugs with no, I don't, but I do cocaine. Like, I just never thought that would happen. So I was like, wow, that was really interesting. Um, you know, different perspectives are good. Yeah. You know the perspective that I can't seem to nail down on the show is being in prison oh. with diabetes. That yeah, that I don't. I am trying so hard to get somebody who's been like, like not just like you know, in the county lockup, but in prison. And Actually, with it, I get so close, and then it never. I can never get it to work out. So, um, they either have like parole issues, or they they get scared about. Like there's something at the end. Maybe yeah, maybe putting their name to it. I've been, or... I've been through it with a number of people, and I can never get somebody to record. So one day, that would be that can would be interesting. Can you uh, even imagine? Like, like how do you do that? Yeah. Seriously, like, so, yeah, how, yeah. How would you do that? There's actually I saw a horrible movie about that a while ago. I don't know. You saw a horrible movie about having diabetes. It wasn't that good of a movie, but that's how it was. I guess the wife somewhat committed they think committed a murder and she ended up we're like oh and but she's at one point you see her injecting an mdi into her leg and you're like wait she has diabetes and she ends up going to prison and that's how the husband is able to help her escape wait a minute what movie was this i don't know i'm gonna have to google it and send wait, it to you i'm later. doing it now my, my googling okay you google yeah you do have your google mad google google skills i'm trying to think who was in it um was adrian brody and Forrest whitaker in it Possibly, yeah. Possibly, those are two pretty obvious people. You would know. Uh, you know, I don't know people. I'm sorry, I don't watch a whole bunch of movies. Um, well, that makes it worse. If you, only have- <laughs> well, you- it was one of those nights. You know, sitting up on a Friday night, and you're like, you know, hey, let's Amazon something. You know, the kids were in bed, and we ended up on this movie, and you're just like, what in the world? But yeah, he ended up breaking her out of prison. They had a kid, I think, at one point too. I'm rambling, and it sounds horrible. No, we're going to try one more time. Prison movie. Now I need to Google it too. Diabetes. 
prison, maybe. I keep getting the experiment. I don't know. Hang on. I'll pull it. And I'm going to see what it shows me up. Uh, see if I can see any pictures. The next three days? Possibly. Hang on. The next three days. Let me, I'm pulling it up now. All right. But yes, he ends up, because she's diabetic, he's able to mess with her blood sugar, um, like report or something. And through that, she goes, you know, he's able, she's then hospitalized because I think she's going in a DKA and then he breaks in through the hospital. Is it the they, next three days that we have? It has to be. It has to be. I feel like you don't know. Hold on a second. Hang on. The next three days. With Russell Crowe? No, was Russell Crowe in it? Yes, it was Russell Crowe. Oh, yes. Okay. And you're saying this was not a good movie? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Are you afraid Russell Crowe is going to hear this? <laughs> <laughs> he might be listening. Um, no, it was just kind of you look at it and you're like, oh, I mean, I would say it's entertaining. How's that? I don't know. My movie, like I said, I don't do a whole bunch of movies. So it's kind of like, all right, you know, well, it's something we sat and watched. And you're like, I think from a diabetic, you're like, oh. Wow, she shot that. Did she really put that MDI in that quick? Hmm, she didn't even hold it for three seconds. You know, stuff like that. But right. um, well, here's what it says on Rotten Tomatoes: Russell Crowe and Elizabeth Banks give it their all, but their solid performances aren't quite enough to compensate for the next three days' uneven pace <laughs> and implausible plot. Well, in, okay, yep, I would say that that sums it up. In yep. fairness, one of every two people that saw it liked it. <laughs> so. Um, by the way, also on my Google search page, when I Googled prison movie diabetes, I got, what disease does Kristen Stewart have in Panic Room? Oh. And now I want to know. Hold on a second. Does it not tell you? Well, that's... <laughs> now you have to see it. Well, not only that, but that's bullshit. Now I have to bleep <laughs> out my, my, when I say shit, because how does Deep. It... Seriously, it's too late. You missed it. Uh, all right. Well, now we'll never know what disease Kristen Stewart had in Panic Room. But I'll have to. I'll look later. We'll look it up. I don't care anymore. I, I'm letting it go. There you go. Let it go. I like these episodes where nobody talks about anything. I know. <laughs> so now, after I get off, the kids are gonna be like, "What did you talk about?" Tell them so... nothing. I would. I would say we mostly <laughs> talked about how you're not getting a cell phone. Yes. Well, that's it. So there you go. There's your um, title right there. What's no cell phone until you get a job. Yes. Pretty much going to be Hayden Panettiere was almost Kristen Stewart in Panic Room, which is something I also learned at Google. <laughs> the girl from well, And now you have a movie that you and your wife can watch later. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to see a movie that even though the actors tried really hard, still sucked. <laughs> there you go. They tried. It counts. Right? So you Isn't put that good parenting? You tried. <laughs> No, you know what you should tell your son when you get off here? You should be like, Scott told me that you said to him you were going to stare at me and try to make me feel bad and make him think I didn't say it. <laughs> Put it back on. Well, so beforehand, we're getting ready to go on a bike ride. It's like 9.15. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm down to the wire on schedules. I'm like, all right, we'll go on a quick bike ride, ride around. So I, John's like, can I be on the podcast? I was like, eh, you might. So then my daughter was like, but I want to be on it too. I'm like, well, what would you say? She's like, I don't know. I have to live with him. I'm like, all right, well, that's fair. And they just started bickering about it. I'm like, okay, not even on the podcast yet. Let's take a deep breath. I can't it's believe okay. you took your kids on a bike ride before you're going to be on a podcast. Well, I figured I need to clear my mind. We need to, you know, you're we're good, at, so we're visiting stuff. family right now, hanging out for, um, you know, I told you we're in South Carolina. So, you know, yeah. it's just nice. Everyone had breakfast. 
everyone get out. Let's all just bike around, around a little island. Everyone Sounds just good. kind of bike around. I think hopefully again, get the, get the endorphins go in. It's not a bad thing and well, it's not hot yet. So it's so hot here today. I, um, oh, uh, listen, which means it's going to be hot here then. Probably. Ugh. Yeah. I be. I don't know where you're staying, but they got a rock solid internet connection and I appreciate that. I will let them know. Yeah, thank please you. Please tell them. Thank you. Hey, listen, if your daughter wants to come on here at the end and trash your son, it's okay with me. But... <laughs> Cause then that's going to be for, yeah, I'm How sure she, she will. She'll... So uh, my uh, daughter, Elizabeth is seven. Can you imagine if she jumped on here and she's like, can I speak candidly? That kid's a fucking asshole. She's just like, I'll tell you another thing. And she starts like trashing you and your husband. I would love to be amazing. She does. Yeah, that one. She's fine. That one. <laughs> that one's going on 20. Um, well, now that's her big thing. And so now we deal with that. So again, thought, you know, we're watching for her. I'm hoping nothing comes out of it but so you know john will be like i'm low and he is low legitimately so i give him juice and she'll be like yep i'm low too mom pass some juice over and i'm like yes you can have a little juice too uh-huh i you know. i heard somewhere the other day that like two juice boxes is the sugar equivalent of how much sugar a person ate in a week like a hundred years ago or something like that i don't remember the exact numbers but it was a startling idea um do you worry about her getting type one I do. I mean, every now and then what we were, it had to be two, I would say probably, were, you know, two years ago, we were um, in Boston visiting as we were making our way up to Maine. Um, and she just kept sucking water down. And I'm like, okay, again, it's hot. But then at one point, just getting paranoia was starting to set in. So I remember sitting in the hotel room and John's trying to talk to her because we're like, we're going to prick your finger. And, she, you know, he's like, it's not going to hurt her child i'm sure people thought we were murdering her bloody murder it was screaming and she was fine but it you know and john's like we i do this every day what's your problem she's like it hurt and so it she was hurt, fine by the way anyone who thinks it doesn't hurt is out of their mind i i do it semi-frequently i guess do you yeah just you know i, I yeah. you know i didn't for years um i very purposefully when arden was little because we were testing so much oh my god like 10 times a day or more yeah but, that's where we were at yeah and so i very purposely never tested my blood sugar or even pricked my finger because i remember telling my wife and feeling very earnestly that if i know what it feels like i don't know that i'm going to be able to do it to her so oh, that's true. Yeah. that is probably so i was like no and but now i do it a lot and there are times where you're just like wow did that needle hit the bone in my middle of my finger like you know what i mean like it really yeah. feels like i know it doesn't like i'm being you know sarcastic but it like if sometimes it hits you, you're like, "Woo, okay. You know, like, like it hits a nerve or something that zaps you for a second. Um, well, that, yeah, that'll wake you up. Well, that's what, and thankfully, John, pretty much, I think that's where that type A thankfully came in for both of, you know, with me and him. I, being at home at the time, it was me and him going at it. I mean, my husband was at work and that's where it's like, I can do it or you can do it. And he's like, nope, I totally want to do it. And he took that on pretty quick. Yeah, but yeah, there were times we were the same way. Of okay, let's how you know trying to learn how to draw syringes and you know sticking yourself or purposely or accidentally it happens, um, and just trying to understand. So last night, yesterday in general, I'll let you go in a second. But um, yesterday, Arden went to the beach with her friends, so she's getting ready to leave the house and she's got supplies with her, you know. And I said, uh, 
I think there's only like 45 units left in your pod. Do you want to change it now before you go or run the risk of having to change it while you're out? And she's like, I'll just change it while I'm out if I have to. And I was like, okay. She's like, I don't think I'm going to need 45 units today. And I was like, okay. So she left. 20 minutes later, she texts me. The pod just expired on time. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, it's expired or it just reached its like, because the pod has an eight hour grace period. I was going to say, okay, that's why I was just going to ask yeah. the same thing. I'm like, so, I thought I could. So it was the grace. Out, right? So she's like, it has eight more hours. She's texting me. It has eight more hours, right? And I was like, yeah, you're good. So they go to the beach where, I mean, she's not going to need a ton of insulin there. And then, but they went to a, a, a restaurant afterwards. She got like a waffle or something. She's with her, like all of her girlfriends. And it was still fine there. But she gets home and she's like, she goes, my pot has an, a unit left in it. I have to change it. And I was like, okay. So she's doing it. She's like, give me a hand for a second. I started to walk over. And I was like, actually, I can you get mom to do this? Like I, I got to run. So like, I, I kind of took off. I couldn't help her. And I heard her say to Kelly, it's okay. I got it. <laughs> Which was like the, I don't want you near me on this. Like she, she does not trust Kelly for something. Oh, <laughs> well, I think there's, I mean, there is that one parent who it just naturally falls on. So it's the same thing. Like he'll change out his pod and I'm just watching or, you know, and yeah. 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 I'm sure my wife yeah. can do it fine, but at the yeah. same time, she's not accustomed to it either. I actually did get to watch them do a Dexcom together over FaceTime when I was away recently, and it looked like an Abbott and Costello routine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have recorded that. It was just a lot of mom, mom, mom. <laughs> I'll do it well, myself. It's okay. <laughs> I try. That's what I, I try to mind John too. He's like, you're not doing it right. I'm like, I don't know. You don't know either. Let's just. We're trying, okay? Give your mom slack. I'm trying. You're 10, and I used to work at the DOD, so calm down. <laughs> I know. You're, like, you're fired. Yeah, you can't fire your own children, can you? You're like, just yeah. let me do this now. You can, but it's looked upon very unfavorably by society. Very <sighs> unfavorably. That's true. Yeah, Man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could just abandon them at a strip mall or something like that. No. no. Yeah, no. I never really. hear the end of that. No. <laughs> I never hear the end of that. Who would you never hear the end of it from? No, 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 I don't know. Who would complain most if you abandoned one of your children? <laughs> mm, I'm sure I have a list of people. Yeah. And now I'm getting. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that we should have? Mm, I can't imagine. I'm trying to think other email, what I sent to you in my email. Your email was like, I just got Omnipod. I hope this will be a fun conversation. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, there you go. It was awesome. Then. Cool. No, I think, I mean, and I think you think the Omnipod is awesome. I can't, I think, buy the vodka because of the podcast and because of you. It's oh, been awesome. I appreciate that. I, I, so. You have it all dialed in now. It's doing what you need it to do. I think so. I mean, like I said, there's still some time. A lot of it, I know it's us. If I obviously, like I said, I'm trying to calculate for that exercise or um, I didn't bolus correctly. Mm-hmm. So, but I would say overall, I mean, our numbers are coming out better. And I think that's where we, when we hit it, we were coming out of the honeymoon phase. And then I think we've been more. And now summer, I think we all goes, maybe it's just us, but I feel like it's a wave. It's like, Christmas. Well, Christmas is just full of junk. You know, you have Thanksgiving, Halloween, it just keeps going. And then, you know, summer hits. So I usually eat more junk than what we normally eat, you know, but we're happy with it. Also more sedentary at colder times of year. You know, you're not moving around as much. Um, You know, he's not being tortured with that soccer, I would imagine. Um, yeah, well, and that soccer has been a while. So then that's a taekwondo or other things that we're trying to, you know, just be active force, you know, bike rides go. Are they doing that stuff again? Like, can you do taekwondo again? We just, yeah, we're starting to open up. 
so everything, I mean, and that's what, so again, different where we were, um, our school was open and in, um, in person all year. Oh, cool. Did he, did he go? He did. He did. So we weren't sure. Um, I read a bunch of things and it was kind of like, you know, wear your mask, wash our hands and let's see how this goes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Taekwondo has been open. Um, and just, you know, I think everyone trying to be out and be more active when you're at home anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we try to do. I think, I think that you'll see some people can see a difference with hot weather, with cold weather, uh, with inactivity, more activity, but you just kind of adjust from it and yeah, or we're at the beach. We were at the beach yesterday, so blood sugar seemed to regulate itself. We're in the pool, so more importantly, right now I'm like, do you still have your parts on? Because I'm, you know, I don't want to lose a pod if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose, you know. Um, so it's been taped up pretty good. So so far it's holding, but I agree. It, it sounds like you guys are doing pretty well. Yeah, I would say for I guess what into three years. You said still still fairly young, but still trying. No, I mean it does. You have a good attitude, and you know, uh, do, will you share an A one C with me? However, okay. So I've been cheating. We haven't. We've I've gone up cheating. a little. I've been, che- Wait a I've been cheating. We've been cheating on the A one C. I've been using you know whatever that that app is to tell me what it is. I haven't really. Every time I try to get blood drawn to get it uh, for the A one C, our endo has been doing the Zoom thing for the last year. So we've been sending reports. So we've gone up right now. I think we were at 6.8 okay. was our last, which is to me, it was a little higher than what I want. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's not, it's, it's a good A1C. I don't know what you're upset about. Okay. But, well, that's yeah, what I didn't but, know. Yeah. Anything under seven, right? I Listen, I, for or, me, it's as low as you can get it without having lows. That's how I think of it. Okay. So, that so, makes sense. Well, I remember when we first got it, he was like at five something and they're like, that's too low for our A1C. Yeah. Listen, like, if really? you can get if you can get a lower A1C without having long protracted or dangerous lows throughout the day, then I think that's great. Um, if you're still learning how to do stuff, which it seems like yeah. you are a little bit, yeah, a six eight is not um, is nothing to be ashamed of. Certainly, uh, it's a it's a really solid A1C. I would think there's room in there for you to to bring the number down. And, yeah, no, I think so too. And it comes with experience. Yeah. And I think that's what more experience as well as just, or making those adjustments. I think you guys probably with more of the Dexcom, cause it's constantly, you're getting what that every five minutes where I have to bink, we say bink in where I have to check it physically. Mm-hmm. And then it's just being sometimes forgetful or, you know, Hey, you just got done eating 15 minutes. Let's, you know, or we find, you know, making sure I'm bolusing far enough for them. Yeah. No, because yeah. that kid's ready to eat. But that's the little stuff like remembering to, Honestly, if your basil's right, you remember to pre-bolus and you understand the difference between the impacts of, you know, one carb to the next. I think that's an A1C in this, you know, in the low yeah, sixes. Coming down. Yeah. Yeah, in the low sixes. And then getting into the fives, if you're going to eat like a standard kind of American diet, is knowing how to be aggressive around certain foods, not mm-hmm. not abiding high blood sugars, meaning like you don't see a 140 and just go, oh, well, you know, after this TV show, I'll do it. Like you're just like, oh, 140. You smack it and get rid of it. Well, that's what we're trying to catch it, I think, is where, yeah, in advance of, because you get, you know, you know what it's like. You're in the normal day of routine of things and, you know, okay, I know it's going to kick in. Or I do like the Omnipod. It does that correction factor already or tell me how much IOB you have on. Mm-hmm. So that's been helpful. So that way I'm not continuing to flush with insulin. I'm okay. I need to wait for it to go through. And then, so working that with John, Would you right, like if you already f- have that much on, just wait a second. You want me to fry your mind a little? <laughs> yes, sure. Okay. The insulin on board is a dummy setting. 
that makes its calculation based on how many hours your endo told the pump insulin. But I can change it, right? But you have to find what what is true. So based on him, like how long it takes to run through his system, right? Right. Like if you think if you think insulin. There's a lot of different ways to think about it. But if you think insulin lasts in a system for four hours, then you set that you set that setting at four hours, right? This is this is how long the insulin lasts in the system. And then if two hours after you've bolused, his blood sugar's two fifty, because you completely, you know, missed on the food, the thing's still gonna think he has insulin on board. So that's an example of, so try to imagine this 10 carbs of some simple, like easy digestible food, right? Mm -hmm. And then 10 carbs of, I don't know, rice and Chinese food. So the rice and Chinese food is going to need more insulin likely than this regular easy to diagnose food, uh, to digest food. But you just put in 10 carbs because you count the 10 carbs. So in the case of the easy digestible food, it works great. Put in 10 carbs, a little bit of a pre-bolus. You don't spike too much. You don't get low later. Yay, my insulin to carb ratio works great. But then you have Chinese food and you count the carbs and you put in the insulin and you spike anyway and you stay high. Well, it's not that your insulin to carb ratio is messed up. It's that it doesn't work for Chinese food. Correct. So that's when I'm um, be more aggressive. More aggressive as well as with Omnipod, I can do, what is it? The extend. You could bolus, do an extended right. bolus. You could do a temp basal increase. There are lots of ways to get insulin in there. But the point is, if you count the carbs, put in the insulin, get super high, and an hour later when he's 300, tell it, you know, I want to correct, it'll say, no, you still have insulin on board. In board, okay. Right? So you do have insulin on board. It's just not enough insulin for Chinese food. Correct. Okay. Right. So just, again, being mindful of what you're eating. Yeah. The... Pro tip about glycemic load and glycemic index goes through that really kind of carefully. But okay. but in my mind, it's it's basal, pre-bolus, glycemic load and index, and then staying flexible. If you can do those four things, his A1C will be in the low sixes. That'd be awesome. Well, or I mean, I think that's I think that's what we're all wanting. And sure. obviously, because of that, what lo- the helps extend later. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, listen, it's just it's a it's a, and you're not going to be rushed to it. Like you can listen to those episodes, those pro tip episodes, and I think they'll get you to it more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have to live through the experiences to have real world examples of yeah, things examples. to try. Yeah. yeah, to point to. And so that's that's the game: is learn as much as you can, keep trying stuff. You know, it'll work out. Perfect. That's it. Well, and keep laughing. Thanks, Scott. Well, that's my job. The rest of it yeah. is, is on well, you. Yes, yeah. I appreciate I it. Can't Thank do you. The other stuff. You're very welcome. I'm super glad you did this. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, anytime. This was fun. Thank you. Hold on one second. All right. Well, you have a good one. Oh, you too. Hold on one second. Hey, huge thanks to Jessica for coming on the show today and doing whatever it is we just did together. And a bigger thank you, even that, even yet, even yet, a bigger thank you and even a bigger and woo. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Thanks so much to the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox Podcast. There are links at juiceboxpodcast.com and in the show notes of your podcast player to Dexcom, Omnipod, and all of the sponsors. 
check them out. When you click on the links, you're helping the podcast. And uh, you're helping yourself, too. At Dexcom's a hell of a thing. You're going to love it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.